vein health and why is it important? Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be discussing how healthy veins are important and how you can keep them that way. Welcome aboard, and we'd like to also acknowledge the companies that support our program. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower even than the big box pharmacies or retail chains. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. Dr. Forrest, people often have questions uh, about today's topic and would like to follow up with a, a question for you. How can they get in touch with you or find out more about your practice? If listeners want to send general, non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Just make sure to include uh, who you are and your contact information if you do that uh, so we can give you a shout-out on the show. And after the show, you can also listen to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com, and we'll provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. And if people listening would like more information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to ACC Health, that's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com, or call 919-363-0190. Again, that's 919-363-0190. Dr. Forrest, we have a distinguished guest with us today. I'm going to allow you to introduce our guest. Thanks, Mike. We are honored today to have Dr. Tran from the Carolina Vein Institute. Uh, Dr. Tran, could you tell the audience a little bit about your practice, uh, some contact information, and where you're located? Yes. Uh, first, uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to come on your show. I'm glad to have a chance to talk about uh, this disease. It's an often misunderstood disease um, and neglected. Uh, so I'm very excited to be able to talk about this. My name is Dr. Von Tran, and I am one of the co-owner of Carolina Vein Institute. Well, uh, I'm so glad to have you on the show today. One of the things I've been hearing a lot about lately is the problem of varicose veins and how that can actually increase your risk for some severe health problems, including things like blood clots. And I know that many people are concerned about that the appearance of those on their legs, but if you can, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the actual health risk that those can pose. Yes, uh, actually, vein disease can be a significant medical problem. Uh, a lot of people, including doctors, believe that varicose vein disease is a cosmetic problem. As a matter of fact, I remember being taught in medical school that vein disease is mainly a cosmetic issue. We now know that it's not true, and not only vein disease a common problem, it can be debilitating. Now, just a little bit about varicose vein uh, veins from your leg bring blood back to the heart. You have a deep system that carries everything. That system is working or you would know it. Uh, what we usually look at and treat is a surface system. It's a system you really don't need. These veins, if they go bad, they sit there holding stagnant blood. Realize that stagnant blood has no oxygen left in it. There's waste and toxin in it. So it sits there and causes problems and causes aches, pain, fatigue, even blood clot and ulcers, and that's what I'll talk about. So many of the patients with varicose vein disease have significant health problems associated with it. So left untreated, the vein disease can cause a significant amount of pain. Venous stasis dermatitis, which is a severe skin condition caused by vein disease. Swelling. Some people have spontaneous bleeding. 
blood clots, which you talked about, and even non-healing ulcers. Actually, a majority of my patients come to us because of medical complication related to their vein disease. Many of my patients have been referred to us by other practitioners just like yourself. Many of the patients have pain and discomfort that is severe enough to affect their activities of daily living and even their work. The treatment of vein disease is so much easier now. So the earlier you take care of the vein disease, the less likely you'll have complication. So with the treatment being so easier nowadays, there really isn't any reason to delay treatment. Um, What can you tell us about how common vein disease is and which patients are most at risk to have this problem? Actually, uh, vein disease is a very common problem. Uh, It is estimated up to 40 to 80 million people have vein disease. A large percentage of those patients have painful, bulging varicose veins. As most people know, it is common in women, but men can also have vein disease too. And actually, when men develop vein disease, the vein tends to be a lot bigger and more problematic. A majority of my patients are over 50, but we do see a lot of patients that are younger than 50, and I've even seen patients in their teens and 20s. Now, the patients who develop vein disease earlier in life have a longer time to live with their vein disease, so they tend to develop complications a lot earlier. Now, vein disease is mainly hereditary disease. Uh, Patients can use their parents as a crystal ball. If their parents have the bulging varicose veins or complications from vein disease, they will usually have the same. Now, vein disease is usually hereditary, like I said, but when it's not due to hereditary, it's usually due to pregnancies. It is thought that the pregnant uterus can sit on the veins and in the leg and cause damage to the veins, which will become varicose with time. Along the line of pregnancies causing vein problems, I know a lot of people and even some doctors believe that women should wait until she's done having children before starting treatment. That is probably not a good idea. A woman already has painful veins with the first pregnancy, then she will have significant problems over subsequent pregnancies, and when she's pregnant, we will not be able to treat her until the pregnancy is over. If we had treated her earlier, she may develop some veins with the pregnancy, but it won't be as bad as if we had not treated her, and we can easily take care of the new veins um, after pregnancy much easier. Now, a lot of people talk about um, what makes the veins worse. A lot of people believe that weight can make the veins worse. Actually, there has been no studies out there really to show that weight has a direct effect on vein disease. Now, if you have vein problems and you're overweight, it can make it worse. But I have plenty of patients out there who are marathon runners, um, pro athletes that have vein disease. Also, people talk about standing. Standing alone does not cause vein disease. There are many patients who, many people who work with a full-time standing job that don't develop pain or vein disease. But if you do have vein disease and you have a job that requires a lot of standing, then it can make it worse and can make it debilitating. All right. Thank you, Dr. Tran. It's time now for our Access Health Tip of the Week. 
You know, many people have superficial spider veins, and although these may not be pleasant cosmetically, they usually do not cause severe health problems. However, varicose veins are often deeper, and they can cause problems just about just like Dr. Tran was talking about. So if you are concerned that you have varicose veins, all it takes is a painless ultrasound exam with a vein specialist to determine if those pose a serious health risk or if they're treatable for you with a procedure called vein ablation. Thank you, Dr. Forrest. When we come back, we'll discuss what vein specialists can do for vein problems and what you should know about them. With our special guest, Dr. Lon Tran, we'll be right back to Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis, and today we have in studio with us Dr. Lon Tran of the Carolina Vein Institute. Yes, thank you, Dr. Tran. Could you discuss a little bit more in depth about how it is that vein specialists like yourself actually can evaluate a patient and treat their vein disease? Well, I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, my partner and I are one of the few physicians dedicated solely to the treatment of vein disease. And because we focus mainly on vein disease, we are able to provide a more comprehensive, cutting-edge treatment compared to a practice that is not dedicated to vein disease. One thing, our equipments are geared towards the treatment of varicose vein disease. Our staff have extensive expertise in vein treatments. For example, our nurse sclerotherapists and my and ultrasound technicians have been with have been with me pretty much for uh, more than uh, twelve years. Our ultrasound technicians are both registered in vascular technology, and both uh, Dr. Becquero and I are diplomats of the American Board of Venous and Lymphatic Medicine. I believe our focus on vein disease allows us to continually look into new treatments, and our experience allows us to better deal with the intricacies of treating varicose veins. And can you talk a little bit more specifically about what's involved in the ultrasound evaluation that you guys do? And uh, if somebody with the ultrasound shows they are a good candidate for treatment, what you guys actually do for them? The ultrasound evaluation is actually the, one of the most important aspects of treating varicose veins. Um, ultrasound has basically revolutionized the treatment of varicose vein. Earlier, um, ultrasounds weren't able to uh, visualize veins and arteries as good as they do now. So it provides a, a vein special with basically an eye into the vein. So with our uh, all of our patients at our consultation, we take a look at their legs um, with ultrasound. Uh, either we do a, a general um, screening exam of both legs or we do a full um, ultrasound mapping. The ultrasound kind of tells us what kind of disease a patient has. It, it tells us whether the patients have severe varicose vein disease or just the surface, as most people say, spider veins. Now, when you talk about spider veins, it, it can be... Um, it can be confusing because a lot of people think spider veins are just cosmetic surface veins. But they can actually be a sign of larger problems. 
So when we do an ultrasound, we can see where their vein problem is coming from. And a lot of times the spider veins are caused by the bigger veins that the patients don't see. So that uh, the ultrasound helps us tailor the treatment and also allows uh, us to see if that's something that insurance will help with. Yeah, and uh, I think it's a, a great point that this is pretty much all an ultrasound evaluation, which means there's no radiation involved. This is a, a totally painless, you know, quick procedure. I mean, people get their results, uh, what, in like, you know, two or three minutes uh, after doing this, you've got all their results and can, can explain to them what needs to be done, right? Yes. Uh, our ultrasound is done right in office, and uh, the technician does it right then, and we, uh, the physicians look at it um, in real time. So once we do the ultrasound, I can uh, immediately counsel the patients on what kind of disease they have and um, what kind of treatment they may need and how to proceed from that. I think that's really one of the cool things. A lot of times when patients have something evaluated, they may not find out for days or weeks about you know how, how the plan's going to proceed from there. And I know one of the things I've liked about, you know, patients that uh, you've seen of ours and uh, vein specialists in general is usually they immediately know, you know, what they're going to be able to do for the patient and then go ahead and proceed with you know, giving them a treatment plan to do something about it. So, you know, one of the questions I get from a lot of patients, though, is uh, if their insurance are going to cover this type of treatment for their varicose or spider veins, I think a lot of them have been under the impression in the past that insurance really didn't pay for this. Um, but I think there's been some updates to that. So can you tell us about, uh, you know, your patient's experience and what that's been with getting these type of treatments for varicose veins covered by insurance? Yes, we touched a little bit on that uh, earlier, but I'm, I'm glad you asked. Um, a lot of patients believe that insurance does not cover vein treatments. And that keeps many of the patients from seeking treatments. I hear that so often that I would have had treatment had I known that insurance company might have helped. Actually, insurance companies do cover uh, treatments for varicose veins. The majority of our patients have coverage for their vein treatments. Now, in order for the insurance to cover vein disease, a patient has to have symptoms, and most insurance companies require patients to try surgical support stockings first. Now, stockings have uh, does help symptoms. They have not been shown to specifically help vein disease, but most insurance companies require that the patients try the stockings first before they can proceed with treatments. Some patients with spider vein believe that um, that is their only problem and uh, that insurance won't cover the treatment. But actually, in a lot of those patients, when we actually do an ultrasound and then we see that the spider veins are being caused by the larger veins, uh, then the patients find out that insurance can actually cover some of those treatments. So, so as we talked about earlier, when the patients come for a consultation, we usually do a screening ultrasound exam or a full ultrasound exam to determine what kind of vein disease they have and whether they could get insurance coverage for that or not. Now, after our initial consultation, most patients should know whether or not insurance will help uh, with their treatment. All right. Thanks so much, Dr. Tran. We're joined today by special guest, Dr. Lon Tran, vein specialist with the Carolina Vein Institute, and of course, our host, Dr. Brian Forrest. When we return, we'll continue our conversation about vein disease, and we'll have our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week.
And welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest, and our guest this week, Dr. Lon Tran of the Carolina Vein Institute. Dr. Forrest, people often have questions uh, about today's topic and would like to follow up with a, a question for you. How can they get in touch with you or find out more about your practice? If listeners want to send general, non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. And if people listening would like more information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to acchealth, that's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com, or call 919-363-0190. Dr. Forrest, time for our trivia of the week. You know, significant vein disease affects about 80 million people in the United States, and 20% of adults have what would be called varicose veins. The most likely reason to have varicose veins is having other people in your family with them. They are strongly genetic, but you might be surprised to find out that uh, they're much more of a problem in general for women than men, with women having about 75% of the cases. Let me move on with uh, Dr. Tran. Uh, One of the other things I think people want to know is what it is specifically. You know, we've talked about treatment, but we haven't really said what it is specifically you do. So how do you actually go and treat varicose veins if people are having problems with it or discomfort or if it's increasing their health risk? What is the intervention that you do as a physician uh, to actually fix these vein problems? Well, I'm glad to have a chance to uh, talk about this and dispel the myth that varicose vein have to be treated um, with surgery. Most people think that varicose vein disease have to be surgically stripped. There is almost no reason anymore to treat varicose vein with surgery. All of our treatments for varicose vein do not require surgery. There is no cutting involved. Everything is outpatient, and patients can pretty much go back to work doing their regular activities the same day. We treat the bulging varicose veins using a combination of endovenous laser ablation, basically using heat from the laser to burn the vein from the inside. And then we usually follow up with ultrasound-guided microfoam sclerotherapy or injections. The laser ablation is an endovenous laser procedure, which means we actually go inside the vein. It's a very simple procedure. Uh, we entered the vein using a small catheter, very much like a catheter you get, uh, you get when you give blood. Through that catheter, we insert a very thin laser fiber in the vein. We numb the veins with local anesthetics. As we pull the fiber out, it slowly burns the vein from the inside. As soon as we do that, the patient will go back doing their regular activities. We follow up the treatment using ultrasound-guided foam injections of the branches. We use a foam solution because more effective than liquid medicine to close the veins. The foam also allows us to see the medicine on the ultrasound. Well, uh, it's really good to know that there's treatment for people with vein disease, and it's also good to know that all that treatment's not surgical, and you can do it non-invasively. So I'd like to thank again our guest, Dr. Tran, from the Carolina Vein Institute for being our guest today and giving us so much useful information on vein health. Thanks for being with us, Dr. Tran. Thank you very much for having me. So that wraps up our show for this week, and our scripture this week is from Psalm 7326, New International Version. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.